0: Hey St. Paul, welcome to episode 15 of our podcast on the sustaining and maintaining power of the Holy Spirit. Emily Trotters with me. Hi, Emily. Hi, John. Hey. Boy, I'd love to hear someone say, hi, John, but it's such a common name, I guess. All right. Emily, we have uh, someone you know uh, here with us today.
1: Yes, I do. Y'all remember a couple weeks ago, I think it was in episode 10 when we had uh, Carlos Whitaker on, and I claimed that he was my best friend, and that, I have to confess to you, is not true. Um, And we have not spoken since. However, today, I can say and mean it, and it is the truth, that our guest today is my aunt, and it's Judy Martin Hess. Hey, Judy. Hi, Emmy. Hi, John.
0: (laughs) Hey, welcome. Thanks for being here with us. We've had a wonderful conversation before we even began, and um, I think I'm going to use some of that uh, audio (laughs) (laughs) later on. Can um... I
2: sign
1: off on that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is copyrighted, right?
1: (laughs) I feel sorry for John. To, I've already warned him that, you know, Judy and I talk all the time. So um, today we might be a little rowdy because <laughs> so, she makes me laugh a lot.
0: Um, and it's very infectious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but Judy is a third of the Southern Gospel Trio, the Martins. Um, she sings with her brother and her sister, um, and she is married to my mom's. Let's let's get out the family tree. Everybody get a pencil out. <laughs> Judy is married to my mom's youngest brother. I am. Yes, and Jake Jr. is um, only 17 years older than me, so he and I were around the house a lot, um, he had to put up with me as as a small child. Um, (laughs) And I think only recently has he come into his love for me. Um, But but anyway, so Judy um, and Jake met. um, How long y'all been married? It'll be 24 years, the 30th of this month oh that's right oh I forgot it is Thanksgiving and y'all's anniversary mm-hmm. I don't know how I could forget that um and Judy is from a little tiny teeny tiny and when I say teeny tiny I mean teeny tiny town you've been there you've yes, seen I've it yes I've seen it um in <laughs> Hamburg Arkansas
2: uh-huh.
1: and Judy I want you know tell us about how y'all started singing
3: well we started singing because our mom uh wanted was trying to find something for us to do you know she's trying to <laughs>
1: occupy our that is something all us moms can identify with right yes now. <laughs> yes yes we can
0: and dads
1: <laughs> but we
3: we moved out into the country where it's uh my dad's home place where my dad was raised when i was about seven years old between six and seven years old and we in order to move back there, we had to move into the home he was raised in, which had no electricity, no run water. And we lived in that house for three and a half years while Mom and Dad saved money to build a home back yeah. there. And for us, it was like camping out all the time. You know, yeah. there were inconveniences, but on such a minor scale for a child. You yeah. know, I, now that I'm a mom and a grown-up, I don't know how in the world my mama did that <laughs> for real <laughs> for that long. But that's you know we our um, entertainment was limited. yeah. And so one of the things that Mom did to take up time was she started teaching us how to sing and how to sing harmony and sing together. And going to church was a very regular thing for us. And so we didn't have a piano at home. So when we were at church at you know, and service would be over and they would let us stay a little bit longer. Mama would let us practice with the piano and teach us a few things and then we would go home and practice a cappella all week. Wow. And our little church would every Sunday morning Troy Bryant would was our music director and every Sunday morning he would get up before service and say, Okay, who's got a special today? And so you know, somebody would y'all say, raised
1: your hand every week, didn't you?
3: Right. <laughs> but, you know, so there was opportunity, and every Sunday, you know, whoever had something to sing, I'm going to sing something with Sister Betty Brown, and uh, or somebody would say, you know what, I want Donna Gale and Wendy to sing that song they sang about three hmm. weeks ago about the the blood, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So that he would make a list of of songs that were going to happen throughout the service, and then he would call you up whenever he thought you needed to come do your song.
1: (laughs) When it was your turn. When it was
3: your turn. (laughs) And so mom started teaching us songs for Sunday morning church. Yeah. And that's how it got started.
1: I can't, um, because y'all's, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I feel like your mother really, <laughs> really lucked out uh, because I can't imagine me trying to sit there and do that. And Right. Ooh, I mean, what a blessing. And I guess, you know, talk about the Holy Spirit and what your purpose is and what you're, what you're going to do. I mean, yes. that was kind of, that was it because y'all can do it because <laughs> I, I, there is not. There is not. I'm writing. You write this down. Y'all can all quote me on this. There is not anyone that does acapella the way that the Martins do. Aww. They are. It just is. Their harmonies are so good. They're different. They. Um. I. They're my favorite. Oh,
2: thank you.
3: Well, we
0: have one of those songs uh, that uh, you recorded with the Bill Gaither group. Yes. In. um it's called he leadeth me uh set it up for us
3: well this was a song that we actually you know we practiced acapella growing up but we didn't do hardly any acapella in our concerts but we were the gaithers had just this whole homecoming <coughs> video thing had just blown up and was a big deal
1: and, Michael, and that was in the early 90s right yes
3: yeah And uh, Michael English and Mark Lowry, had they heard us sing. Jeff Easter introduced us to them. Oh, wow. And so they were like, okay, well, we want for Bill to hear you, but he's really busy, and it's hard to get in to see him, make him sit down long enough to hear something. So what we're going to do is bring you up to one of the tapings, and you're not going to be in there, but you'll be, like, in the area. (laughs) Yeah. So that when there's some kind <laughs> of break, there's
1: a lot of finagling going on. Oh, it isn't was! There? It
3: was. You know, if there's a break or something, you know, then you can. We're going to get you to. You
1: just start you, singing right you behind. We're to <laughs> say,
3: "Sing, sing for Bill." I want you to sing for Bill. So that was kind of their plan. Oh wow! Yeah,
0: pay no attention to the man behind the blue curtain.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we and we were so nervous. Oh my gosh! It was Bill Gaither. You know, yeah. because he lives Bill Gaither, and so uh, we did you know they helped us they actually paid our way to come up there Wow and um we got up there and they were practicing the night before in a church and they always did the taping in their studio so we were there at the church in the vestibule because we didn't go in the (laughs) sanctuary where all the real people were and um we were out there and they were taking a break so uh michael and mark and several of their friends had were in there talking to us and gloria gaither came out of the sanctuary to go to the restroom and get some water (laughs) and mark said gloria you have got to hear these kids sing and she said okay said yeah sure i will i i'll be glad to but let's find a room to do it in, so we don't interrupt anything that's going on in the sanctuary well all the the church was really smart all the doors were locked except for the bathroom doors
0: (laughs) and everything sounds better in the bathroom right it's so
3: true (laughs) so mark lowry you know opens the women's bathroom because he figured it was probably cleaner and he said is anybody in here and we we all piled it was like seven or eight of us piled into the women's restroom Oh, wow. In that church in Anderson, Indiana. And we sang, He Leadeth Me to Gloria Gaither in the women's bathroom.
1: Well, y'all must have done a real good job.
3: (laughs) She went home and talked to Bill about it that night. And so whenever we were in the studio, you know, in the The break room. Yeah, the next day. And we, they... had been singing, of course, in lunchtime to Bill is about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I think it was closer to 2 or 2.30. Who knows? But when they broke for lunch, he said, we're going to break for lunch. But, hey, where are those Martin kids? Bring them in here. And we walked in that room in front of all those people and sang, he leadeth me for Bill Gaither for the very first time
1: and that made it on the video correct yes it did
0: well let's let's listen to it now
3: he
2: leadeth me oh blessed thought oh words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whatever i do when God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand he leadeth me. His faith Thy hand in my yes, nor ever murmur nor repent whatever lot I you know, see, since God through Jordan yes. leadeth me. Wave, I will not flee. Yeah. Since God through Jordan leadeth me.
0: it it is amazing to me i i I don't know when that song was written
2: yeah and
0: i was i was going to look for a hymnal here somewhere but um i mean what the original author of that composition of those words was going through and how those words have have persevered through time yes I mean to me I get goosebumps the hair on the back of my head is sticking up <laughs> just thinking about how these these moments these uh these songs these the words actually speak in multiple generations in yes. multiple ways to where people are at
3: It's the truth. Yeah. You know Bill Gaither says a a song lasts because it's true and because it resonates he said it it can be a good song but not last if it's not something that is a profound truth that speaks to us in every generation in every situation and that's one of those songs just timeless
1: yeah and you know so I've been listening to you a long time (laughs) yes you have (laughs) almost from the beginning now I didn't hear you you know back in you know, little Hamburg, Arkansas, or Bastrop, Louisiana, but you know.
0: <laughs> hey, wait a minute! I've been to Bastrop. I used to live in Louisiana.
1: You did not. I
0: did from '94. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no good. '94 to '97, '98. I was in Pineville, Louisiana.
3: No way. Yeah,
0: you know exactly where. Alex- I do. Right across the Red River from Ale- Alexandria. Yes, sir. Yeah.
3: Pineville College.
0: Well, uh, actually, the church that I worked at was on the front. Porch, if you will, of their of their college campus, Pineville. How about mm-hmm.
1: that? How neat is yeah. that? <laughs> you know, you don't uh, you don't mention Bastrop, Louisiana, very often. No. And somebody goes, "Hey, I've been there." Hey. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> but if you've ever been there, you don't forget you know, it. No, you don't. But I hear the paper mill closed down. It right? did. Thank <laughs> so you, it, Jesus. It but smells better when you get there. A little. <laughs>
3: it's still a little it, it resonates hangs.
1: yeah
0: yeah we lived uh right next to a creosote plant and if the oh, wind was oh blowing gosh, in one John. direction it just came in our windows and stuff like that wow god bless lisa for putting up with that
1: yeah when <laughs> you know their are anniversaries coming up and i when i got back from their wedding after thanksgiving break when i unzipped my suitcase paper mill wafted out it's the truth <laughs> Woo. So that's why I can't believe I didn't remember that it was this week. Um, but I've been listening to you a long time. And and I have said this to you recently um, because y'all had a new album come out two years ago, yeah. a year ago, um, Still Standing, which is fantastic. And as I listen to that... Um, every time I listen to it, I'm like, my gosh, they're so much better, they're even better than they were. And, you know, I think as as people age, as singers age, sometimes it's not the same. And sometimes you can hear the age and the wear and the tear on, you know, in their voices. But you guys have just stayed so good. Um, And so you and I have talked about this, but and I think that I love what you say about why you think you're better, um, or still just as good as because you feel like you've lived a lot of life in those times and in this whole journey that y'all have had. Oh my goodness. Yes.
3: And it does. I mean, you can, when we were little and we sang those songs, especially the songs of the church, you know, we, we believed them. Right. And they meant something to us. But after you've gone through trials and you found yourself in the pit and God's lifted you out of the pit experience just it deepens the pot it, it yeah gives you it just makes the taste richer you know there's right. just so wow, much more you that. can ex that you can express yeah after an experience
1: wow i love that makes the taste richer because one of my favorite verses is psalm 34 where it says taste and see that the lord is good mm-hmm. and Gosh, that just makes that, the more you taste, the richer it is. Yes. The mm-hmm. more you love it, the more you want it, the more you, wow. Do you want to give a little bit of your testimony a little bit, Judy?
3: I sure will. Of course, you know, my all of ours starts at the very beginning. You, when I, I was born May 3rd, <laughs> 1971. <laughs> 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 So we're in that Write journey that do you, birthday yeah down. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> I always forget it. I'm going to make a note.
3: <laughs> but um you know, I was saved at an early age. I came to a knowledge of who Jesus was and who he was in relation to God, what he had done for me, you know, and the and that I needed him in order to to have eternal life. I I came to that understanding at an early age because we have been going to church since we were born, and so I'd been taught those things, but I remember like it was yesterday. I do, I have such a, and I don't have vivid memories of childhood things. I'm not one of those people who can give you all these little precious details of, you know, every cool story thing that happened in my life, but I do remember the day that i realized that that light came on that i realized those stories i'd heard in sunday school were not just stories that -hmm. jesus was a real man who walked this earth and what his purpose was in doing that and uh it was on an easter sunday and i walked up front and our pastor helped lead me to the lord and helped me pray and but I got in my early 20s, and, and, you know, we all know there's a lot that, that builds up to that point. But when I got in my early 20s, I just really struggled with figuring out who I was and what my place in this world was. And, and I ended up finding myself in a really dark place that I couldn't understand how I had gotten there or how to get out of it. And the short of the story is, is that I finally went to Christian counseling um, and was able to begin to understand what I was dealing with. And that Mm -hmm. that was depression and that and I ended up learning that it was a chemical imbalance for me and and our choices help and hurt our situation that we're, we're already in. But I was able to get help. And realize that it was good for me to take care of myself and praying and being in the Word is a vital part of that but there are also times that we need other help yeah in order to have us at a place where we can hear where we can respond and for me medication is part of that process me too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's weird how afraid we tend to be of things we don't understand you know as as the church yeah. and because we want to help each other it's you know we want to be try to be the hands of the Lord and his arms and you know be a, a help to each other but it's really sometimes it's really awkward and it's really hard to know how to help somebody who's in a dark place you know whether it's self-inflicted or whether it's uh circumstantial wherever it comes from and so i it took me a while to find people who knew how to encourage me in the right way with this type of condition because a lot of the people i grew up with that i still love to this day they just wanted me to get over it and pray more and read my bible more and none yeah, of that just bad. wait for the
1: lord to deliver you yes
3: yeah and still and just last week i had somebody who said you know if you god he will heal you if you believe that he will
0: <laughs> as as a minister this nothing irritates me more than um because what you just dis- what you describe cheapens. What Jesus did on the cross yeah. and what God intends to do with his Holy Spirit through us, yeah. whether or not we are healed in what we believe healing looks like yes. has <laughs> nothing to do with what God is doing. And yes people, and I find myself doing this too. I mean, I remember one time being so methodical. I'm sitting on the couch in Louisiana and and I was new into youth ministry and I'm very OCD and I'm very logical thinking. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, what do I need to do to be successful? Because, you know, what I wanted was an end product. And I remember when I received my call into ministry at at first year of college to to youth ministry, I remember a, a, a woman... Who was the mother of my best friend? Come in and say to me in a very compassionate way, John, this is one of the most difficult areas of ministry, youth ministry, because you may just plant seeds. I mean, of course, that went in one year and went out the other. Yeah. It grasped <clears throat> a hold of something in there because I remember a few years later, I'm sitting in this couch because I wanted to see a finished product. Yes. And so I had to decide in my own heart what was necessary for me to feel successful even though it didn't look like what everybody else thought or what i imagined it and then we do this in the christian uh our christian walk too that we think okay how much do we need to pray to make this happen i mean you know (laughs) a very well-intentioned minister once told me says well if you just pray more about it and i and i shot back and i said well how much more (laughs) <laughs> 10 minutes more? 15 minutes more? Yes. Cuz what that does inside of us is it starts promoting and germinating a spirit of competition with the person next to us. Wow. And and that is that is so damaging. Yeah. Um and I need to hear that today for myself. I need yes. to um it is so very damaging.
1: Yeah. What well, and it do. takes off the redemptive spirit of who the lord is and what he intends for us yeah thinking that here's another area where we think oh if i just pray a little bit harder or if i just go to church a little bit more or if i just sign up for another committee or whatever and yes um if i'm there every time the doors open then surely the lord will think it is um worth it yes to do what i'm asking yeah. him to do or to heal this for me or to take this you know yeah. Paul would say, you know, take this thorn from my side. Yes. Um so it kind of takes that and it relies on our own power and not the Lord's power. Yes.
3: And there's such it's like everything else in our life. <laughs> everything. <laughs> there's a balance. You know, there has we have to find a balance and we have to give ourselves enough grace. Grace space to find that balance of doing too much and doing nothing. Yeah. Because we, we do have to get up and get up our bed and walk. Yeah. You know, we can't, in order to be healed, we have to do the motions, but allowing God to decide what that healing is. It's really hard. It's hard to, to know how to do that, but it is a balance. Figuring out what am, I, what am I supposed to be doing and what am I supposed to be leaving up to, to the Lord.
1: Right.
0: I remember hearing Louis Giglio on one of his Bible studies on Colossians um, put it this way, that it's Christ in you, not Christ and you.
3: Mm-hmm. and it's wow. you know a lot of times
0: we approach our christian faith by saying okay i'm tagged i'm going to do i'm supposed to do everything i can before i have to and before i tag uh jesus wow. to say okay i i need you to come in and take over it it's it has nothing to do with us it is is christ in us and wow. how unfortunate it is that i i'll sit near people um i'll sit beside people who are on their deathbeds and. deathbeds and the question that comes to their mind over and over and over again is, I hope I did enough. I mean, it's just where in the wow. world, shame on us as a, as a church worldwide yeah. that we haven't made that clear, but, um, and we won't take all of that responsibility, Yeah. but man, it is Christ in us. Yeah. It is Christ working through us, his spirit, the one as Paul writes, The same one that rose Christ from the dead. It's not Christ and us, because we crucify us. Yes. And we start to imagine what um, our kingdom and the kingdom of God in relation to each other, what must happen to our own kingdom in the shadow of God's kingdom.
3: It's so, it blows my mind how I thought I knew. And how adamant I was about certain things that I was taught you know that that were taught to me as truth but really was more opinion yeah and how the more you experience the more you deal with yourself and and even seeing the people that you love you grow up and your knowledge of things gets broader and you start realizing what life is and and what it looks like and how those things start falling off and how it just kind of like the refining fire, you know, it's like that all the good stuff has been there the whole time, but it takes the trial and the heat and the ringing out and the, you know, it takes all of the pressure. It takes all of those things to find the truth. You know to get to the good stuff and for it to be concentrated enough to make a difference in my everyday walk and my thoughts and my you know how i live it out
0: judy it, it amazes me how how true what you are saying and what you had what you have just said is and we're shocked by that right we're shocked by (laughs) that we you know i don't throw my seven-year-old i don't throw her at all but i don't throw her on a bicycle (laughs) at least not this week i don't throw on a bicycle for the very first time and say well let me show you once how to do it now there it is you know it's everything you, you know we have a 20 year old an 18 year old and a seven year old and and how we reveal to them what life is like how a baby is born you know the seven-year-old is going to hear something different than my 18 year old who is in nursing school yes i mean and so why don't we we allow ourselves to have this progressive revelation in every other area of our lives
2: wow why
0: don't we allow ourselves to do this in our own faith and and i think what happens is as we mature and as our our lives change all around us things get more difficult um we never allow our faith to mature and so then when we're older and things are different we look back and say man that faith there's nothing to it it's so childish it's so it's so immature that but what else would we think of it to be if we haven't allowed it to grow with us yeah. and, and and through experience be? Um, and I love, I love the way how, how the Holy Spirit actually intertwines and works to put us in intersections of our lives with people that we will never probably meet again. But we right. needed to be at that point, at that moment to hear something. And our soul screams out and says, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? And the more we ignore that, the more we become calloused. Yeah. We more become calloused. I mean, our lives, we need to be very proactive, at least to stop talking, to get to a point where we are silent so that we can hear the voice of God speak. Wow. I think of uh Joshua. Joshua is marching around Jericho. A million people, okay? They're marching around and one of the commands that he had been given was remain silent. For 7 days. Day 1, they marched not I don't know how they do that. There's there's children to keep up with, right? There's directions to be given. Okay, we're going to go clockwise around <laughs> the city, okay? The priest, the ark goes first, the priest. I mean, there is this this uh, this idea that that they had to remain silent for six days day one day two day three (laughs) day three and and and, and the taunting of the people of jericho saying hey you cowards and remain silent and they the people only joshua knew when day seven was going to happen on jason they never knew they just had to obey obedient obedience to the very end and so on you know each day they go back to the camp and saying hmm, the wall's still there <laughs> the gates are still closed the people are still taunting us how long we, we don't do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there's this decision i mean in that silence what they were thinking if they could you know clear their minds, I'm sure they would have uh, been brought to this point where, man, I believe in a God, victory will only come. Mm -hmm. And you start hearing that spirit speak to you, his spirit, victory will only come through God. Wow. So we have another song, Judy, with your permission, we're going to play wherever you are. Set us us up for that.
3: This song came to us, my sister and uh, her husband at the time wrote this song together with a friend of theirs. And it came to us as I was emerging from the deepest depression that I've ever been in. And it so it spoke so directly to me and so deeply to me at that particular point in my life but it's never not meant something to me it's never it's it continues as I progress as my life has changed ups and downs this song is very it's so consistent for me and when I sing it it's always encouraging to me and and to the people that I sing it to that God has a plan and a purpose and whatever it feels like looks like wherever you Find yourself, there's hope because he's there. He's there with us and he's going to get us through. <music>
2: You'll always find he's never too far
1: Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Y'all, oh, I miss that. I miss it. Well, I was gonna say. So, what has this done? I mean, I don't think people are aware of um, the disruption to musicians and singers and speakers and and those people that make their live, <laughs> make their their livelihood is being in crowds and speaking and singing. Um, yeah. Can you just talk a little bit about that i mean it's it's been a struggle hadn't it it has been a real struggle and
3: it's it's one of those things that you don't expect yeah. you know nobody was prepared for right and there is you know there's the whole money thing right. and paying your bills <laughs> how important that is uh but then there's also the you know the call of your heart yeah. and what you feel like you were put on this earth to do when you find your purpose and it it's easy to get to a place where you know you're just comfortable and things are going fine and everything's working you know like it always has and normal and i don't think it's a bad thing to be reminded of how precious this thing is and what a gift that it is um, to be able to to go out and encourage people, right. and you know, seeing the what we believe is the truth, and and to to pass on that testimony, to overcome ourselves and to help other people overcome. But man, it is it's heartbreaking. Not only fearful because how am I going to pay my bills, yeah. <laughs> but it's right. also it's heartbreaking because. What now what am I supposed to do?
0: How has the Holy Spirit spoken to you during this time to remain confident in God?
3: You know, a lot of it is in trusting that once again, even though I maybe I cannot make sense of it in my reasoning, that God has a plan and a purpose and that He He wants to do something new. He wants to he wants to speak to me in a different way and he wants to use me where I am he still wants to use me I'm just gonna have to let him do it in a different way and that's been probably the biggest thing for me is being okay with things being different and being okay with and just and settling in because I you know there is a time To not be settled and to not be satisfied and to, you know, fight and seek. And there's a time for that. But for me, the Holy Spirit, I believe, has helped me to understand that this is a time for me to settle and for me to look at, you know, to cherish the things that I don't have when I am on the road, that I get to have supper with my family and spend
1: more time with your niece and
3: i get to spend more time with emmy (laughs) It is wonderful and and even getting to well i'm working right now i'm working with my sister-in-law i'm working with emmy's mom becky at her boutique and it we are having so much fun (laughs) well
1: and i'm not saying that covid happened So that Judy can stay home and work in Magnolia Hill. <laughs> but my gosh, what a blessing and an answer to prayer <laughs> for you to be there with Mama. I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, it's such, um, you know, and the things that have happened. And and I can, because we are related, and I know your, your family. <laughs> yes. Your family's my family. You know, yeah. and. And I know that there you know, it's good for Joyce to be able to be home right yes. now. And and Jonathan's got new opportunities and new things going on. So I mean, I think that this definitely has been such a difficult, yet there are rewarding things that are happening for you guys it's too. It's so
3: true. It's true. And it it's taken us a minute right. to you know, to settle into that. But it's it is so true. My brother is a worship leader. He got a worship leader's position at a church in Texas at one of his best friends, you know, is yeah. the pastor. And, um, and, and Joyce and I both, we're, we both got into direct sales, and it's <laughs> been so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have found things to do, and thankfully, my husband, Jake, works outside. He does landscape design. And does He's amazing
1: the, as well. I mean, we could have him on do his own show. Yes,
3: <laughs> he wouldn't have much to say though. Oh, he probably would. You might be surprised. <laughs> but you know, God, he has sustained us. He has met every single need that we have, plus some. And and I'm extremely grateful. But it it is. It's a difficult time for everybody in so many different ways. But it's just one more opportunity. To listen to the Holy Spirit and to, you know, be open to what he has and what he wants to say and how he wants to comfort and how he, you know, because it a hug is so nice. (laughs) It's a hug is a wonderful thing, but it feels so much better when you need one. Yeah. It feels good every time, but it just is. There's uh, whenever we need him, it just feels better when he's there for us.
0: It seems we have gone full circle on this because it is, we were talking about the allowing our faith to mature and here you are in the interruption of 2020, um, embracing your faith, embracing this um, still small voice, this uh, reality, this truth of, of. God and his salvation history and God being present and active right now and how many people just push that off and the invitation is to just grab that grab a hold of him pull yes. it into our present. Yes. I love how the Holy Spirit does this in so many different ways that <laughs> what I had This is this is um third degree removed from what i was reading this morning and then you get on something and then you get on something else and then you get somewhere else emily you know this very well don't you so i've um, I've never heard described as third degree removed Third but degree. I like
3: that. Can <laughs> I use that?
0: You? Yes,
3: you okay can. <laughs> Write that down. third
0: degree removed. I, I can't even remember what I originally was reading. <laughs> but I got to one thing <laughs> got to another thing and I ended up with uh, finding myself um, through I mean I went through Richard Foster. I think I went through Charles Spurgeon in one of his sermons in the nineteenth century. And finally I got to Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his book called Life Together. And um, one of the things that he writes in here, um, he writes this specifically to address how we embrace people around us. Mm. We, we listen to them, we bear with one another, and then we have this act of helpfulness. But in act of helpfulness, he, helpfulness, he talks about how we must be ready at all times to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. Mm. Who will thwart our plans and frustrate our ways time and time again, even daily by sending people across our path with their demands and their requests and, um, and how overbearing that can be. And, and, and just, just, man, my heart stopped and my eyes stopped right there. A willingness and a readiness to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. Wow. And it's in those interruptions that I truly believe that the kingdom is at hand.
3: Oh, so so true. Oh, my goodness. The kingdom of God is at hand. It is. Well, and uh, Gloria Gaither, something that she said one time, she said, you know, God is so much is in the interruptions of my life. He's been in every single one of them and you know when i look, when you look back all the the frustrations the upheaval the oh my goodness what are we going to do now that that's where god shows up and it's he uses every single thing to bring about his purpose and his kingdom
0: and how much we miss yeah how much we we miss by Pushing back on the interruption about eight years ago, I, I, maybe nine when I first came to St. Paul. i I think I'm in my eleventh year here. But it was close to the beginning. I was working in my office diligently on my sermon. It was going to be. I mean, I was. <laughs> man, I was tracking. I mean, you ever get those moments where just
3: deep? Yeah. I, I mean,
0: I, I'm, I'm tracking. I mean, yeah. It's like you know, my spirit, God's spirit. I mean, we were just like this is what I need. And it's just and it's just flowing. It, it time out what amazes me is like the next day when I read over that and I would say, Oh my gosh, I was thinking this, but anyways, at that moment I, I was tracking. Yeah. So the uh, buzzer at the church, I was, it was a Saturday. It was, you no, know, it was a Wednesday or something. I, people had gone or what, and I can't remember It was Thursday, I, whatever day, it doesn't matter. Buzzer goes off and, um, it rings my phone that someone's at the front door. And uh, oh, I said, Oh, geez, I don't want an interruption now. I mean, I'm, god you don't want an interruption now right i mean i'm, I'm tracking right mm-hmm. come on and uh, i go to the door a little frustrated and um there was a guy who needed food and um begrudgingly i went to the kitchen made him a plate it's unfortunate I, i'm i mean i'm being transparent and and i and i took it to him and after you know i was only gone about eight minutes but he was gone and i saw him and i thought, Dagnabbit. I mean, I went through that, I mean, 15 minutes, not, I mean, it doesn't seem like much, but I mean, I was, it was building inside of me. He's going to get this food, whether he wants it or not. (laughs) And he, I saw him in the distance walking down the street and I jogged over to him and I said, uh, sir, um, here's your food. And he turned to me and he says, oh, I'm so sorry. He said, I didn't think you were going to come back. And, um, (laughs) I was, I mean, how um that that put me in um shut up mode at that point and 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 so i to try to recover myself well let me have a prayer with you he says no let me pray for you
1: oh wow and
0: and um the interruption at that point um how much i carried to the door from the very beginning that was verb not non-verbally uh shouting out to other folks um and in that moment i was the recipient of of grace in the uh interruption i think we're all continually still learning this lesson Mm -hmm. judy i really appreciate you being with us today i really appreciate uh you sharing uh, a bit of your story and um and being willing to uh, be vulnerable with us I'd love for you to give uh, the folks who are listening a chance to find your music. Uh, we'll put this in our show notes underneath, okay. but share with them how they can find your music.
3: We do have a website, uh, MartinsOnline dot com, and the Martins was already taken, <laughs> so you can go to MartinsOnline dot com. We're on all, uh, most social media platforms um so instagram facebook twitter you can find find us on those things as well for now and um you can also go to apple amazon spotify pandora you know all of the streaming sites you can find our music they have a
1: since it's the season they they have one christmas album which is what 23 years old yes um, because
3: I was expecting you, our first whenever we, we recorded that one
1: uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, so it's light of the world and it's fantastic but you guys are going to re- is it being released soon 20. Um, 20- just like
3: everything else, it's been postponed to 2021. <laughs> Dadgummit. I know. I'm just so, I'm very frustrated about that. It's because we started last Christmas working on it. We thought if we start this Christmas, then we'll have it done in time to have it out for 2020. But 2020 strikes again. We might have one or two songs that we put out, but, but we're working on it. So Christmas in a year, oven. you
1: guys um, <laughs> <laughs> for the Martin's Christmas 2021.
0: <laughs> and <sighs> and I'm in sure, the
1: meantime, Light of the World is fantastic. It is. Yeah. And,
0: and I'm sure your uh, schedule is on your website too. It is. Where do you know where you'll be next?
1: Well, where we were
3: gonna be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the schedule is online.
3: The schedule is online, and yeah, they right now. It, the dates are dropping like flies, but we do have some things starting like in, I don't know, remember if it's February or March, but some things coming up. So get on the website, look, and if you want to have the Martins, all of the information is on our website for you to, to find our booking agent or to call our PR person or our manager. And um, they can can help you out, get us get us booked at your church. We would love that. Or your event, bar mitzvah.
0: All of it. Yeah. It's kind of like Emily and I are saying, we've put our podcast just about, we're casting a big net here, you know.
1: I'd like to see y'all in a box. I would too. I've never been to one. We're going
0: to have vending machines, you know. Just add water.
3: Yes. That's awesome.
0: Well, thank you, Judy. Thank you. Emily, always thank you. And we do want to thank you for joining us and listening. Our prayer continues to be that through these uh, podcasts that um, uh, the God of mercy and grace, the God who speaks into nothingness and life leaps into action, will be the God who reminds your soul that you are his and he is yours. God bless.